an important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. Hello everyone and welcome to another mini episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today I am talking all about recovery for endurance athletes, now specifically people who are training in a low carbohydrate state or a ketogenic state, Um, but you know recovery is the key to progression within endurance training. So there's three types of training that uh, you can sort of cover, there's the endurance, there's strength and then there's speed Uh, and typically if you're going out for long runs, long cycles or if you're preparing for an endurance race or an endurance event, um, you're definitely going to have to get out there and put in some hours because, uh, you know, endurance is all about getting your aerobic system ready to, you know, endure a a total amount of work, whatever that is. And so, um, you know, being a being an endurance athlete you really have to know how to recover and so i think today's um episode or this mini episode today is really important because you're going to learn how to recover um and and it's a little bit different to what you would typically do on a high carbohydrate diet specifically in the types of foods that you eat post exercise but we can get into that um uh, if you're training and you're not fully recovering, then you're going to be putting yourself at risk of injury uh, and you're also going to be putting you at yourself at risk of overtraining. So this episode is going to be really quick. Uh, I, I actually don't know um, everything about this topic and you know I, I'm learning as I go as well um, and so maybe I can just shed lights on on a few different areas um, because recovery is really complicated it is it is a very very complicated topic um, and it's different for everyone but I think that a few key elements here will help you at least get the 80% of the results uh, for 20% of the effort uh, and so you know uh, there are so many ways to recover um, and you know knowing which one is the best is often hard but if you're going to recover your legs or your arms or whatever it is from a long run or a long cycle uh, it's best to use a combination of all of them really so the first one I want to talk about is cold therapy and so by jumping into a cold shower or a cold pool or a cold plunge area if you've got one um, you know is is a great way to reduce um, DOMS which is delayed onset muscle soreness so if you've ever found the next day that you've um, put in a really hard effort or you put into uh, a really long day on the bike then you wake up the next day and you are just sore 
everywhere. Well, cold therapy will actually help you to, uh, you know, help fix that. And so if you have access to an ice bath, uh, this is even better, but uh, not, not everyone has had that access. But not only does this help with muscle recovery, but it also um, helps recover joints that might be sore as well. So, so going into cold therapy also reduces inflammation, which is really important on the ketogenic diet. Um, well, I mean, it's not so important on the ketogenic diet because your diet is, uh, you know, helping you recover better by producing less inflammation. Um, but it is important when you're exercising. So exercise is a type of stress and it's a type of inflammation. So you can reduce that any way possible, then I would definitely be doing it. So the second uh, thing that, that you should be doing is some type of foam rolling or stretching. And so, uh, you know, it's very typical to, to get off the bike, get back from a really long run and just be totally gassed and lie on the floor and that's it. But it's, it's really effective to incorporate some post-workout stretching or at least a cool down where you can get back to your recovery heart rate. Uh, and so the most effective foam rolling I've found is on the calves and the quads, you know, especially if you're um, a runner or a cyclist uh, sitting sitting with two like one leg over over the other and rolling um your calf along the uh the foam rollers really good and that's going to relax your calf muscles if you've got tight calf muscles but then you can also do the superman rolling <laughs> over your quad muscles as well or your hamstrings um uh, stretching your hip flexors is, re is really important and a lot of people who work at desks will have really tight hip flexors or poor um strength in your hip flexor movement so uh, being able to stretch that or even do some uh, mobility exercises around that post-workout is really important for recovery. Um, you know, so so that's foam rolling and stre stretching. So we've had cold therapy, stretching. The post-workout food is really important too. Now, contrary to what most people believe, when you go out for a really hard effort, you you should you know eat some carbs when you get home. And uh, in actual fact, that's probably doing you more damage than good. So aside from replenishing your hydration levels, which is also very, very important, following a ketogenic diet means that you'll need to be eating enough fat to sustain your energy requirements. So you're obviously going to be in an energy deficit by the time you get back. So eating enough fat or eating enough food to sustain sustain that energy um, is going to not only help you maintain a stable weight, but it's also going to help you perform better in your next effort. So going out there and constantly being under in your calories uh, is really going to put a big damper on your performance. And if you're wondering or if you're lacking performance on the ketogenic diet, then maybe that potentially could be the reason. Um, but you know, what I usually do is I finish uh, and I make eggs with some kind of smoked salmon, bacon, some avocado, some spinach, some asparagus, a squeeze of lemon juice, you know, um, um, or even bulletproof coffee. It, the, the main idea is to keep it simple. And, um, you know, you don't have to be super precise on how many calories you've burnt when you've been on the run or the cycle and you've got to replace those amount of calories. Just eating to satiety is, is uh, going to help you. And the, the great thing about on the ketogenic diet is that if you do somehow eat less calories than you should be, then you can substitute that from your stored body fat. Now, um, you know, 
the whole carbohydrates post-exercise thing. Uh, Mike Mutzel uh, over on High Intensity Health, he did a really, really good YouTube video just recently uh, that I will hopefully be able to put into the show notes of this podcast. Um, and that was all about targeting carbohydrates inside your training uh, and where that can be important. So maybe for race or maybe for you know those particular type of um, really hard really really hard weightlifting or really heavy weightlifting so that's one section and i urge you to go and uh, watch that because that was really really interesting um, but but then carbohydrates post-exercise uh um, the art and science of low carbohydrate living is is got some really great information on this, uh, and it was something that I initially thought was uh, wrong, <laughs> because you know all all throughout my life I've been taught that you know eating carbohydrates post workout is going to help your muscles recover, it's going to restore the muscle glycogen, um, and you know you're going to recover quicker. But in actual fact, consuming carbohydrates post workout rapidly decreases the fatty acid oxidization in your muscles thereby interfering with keto adaptation uh, and also diminishes the beneficial effects of exercise on insulin sensitivity. So uh, there was a Finnish uh, study, and this is all inside the Art and Science of Low Carbohydrate Living, uh, sorry, um, exercise. And uh, there's a Finnish study where they did, um, they measured the legs of people who'd run marathons. And, And what happened was, is that they found that they were, insulin resistant for up to three days post a marathon so you would think that post exercise you would be the most insulin sensitive but in actual fact they were insulin resistant for three days which is which is crazy i i you know i i don't i don't know how to think about that that's that's just crazy um and so consuming carbs post workout in in that you know roadblock sort of in type situation where you're actually insulin resistant um, can put you in a rebound effect and so you know you can result in in a rebound of low blood sugar which causes your stress responses to occur you know uh, epinephrine and cortisol will be elevated which can hinder recovery and so having carbohydrates post exercise is um, maybe something that you need to rethink uh, and avoiding the blood sugar and insulin spikes can lessen the stress response to exercise so so by consuming fat and protein and very very minimal carbohydrates you're avoiding all of the blood sugar and insulin spikes uh, which you know in turn creates stress responses and you know exercise is already a stress response so why would you be putting more on top <laughs> so it sort of makes sense but um, you know elevating insulin levels post exercise with fast acting carbs can actually point glucose into fat storage so if you're uh, if you're come back from a really long run, really long cycle, uh, potentially you may be insulin resistant uh, with the post-marathon paradox. And you know the, the art and science of low carbohydrate performance goes more into this. But if you are elevating your blood glucose and your insulin, then you potentially pointing that glucose into fat and not into your muscles. So the whole idea is that eating carbohydrates post-exercise will help you know, turn that into glycogen and, re- and restore the glycogen in your muscle. But in, in actual fact, you're just pointing it into fat, um, which is really interesting. So, um, you know, and there's also, okay, so the, in your muscles, you have uh, what's called highly unsaturated fatty acids, and they're really, really important for um, muscle health, and they're important for performance, right? And so the when uh, when you have 
insulin sensitivity. Uh, sorry. Okay. So the membrane, uh, they they sort of uh, abbreviate it to HUFA, <laughs> and I'll call it HUFA from now because that's what it looks like on my screen. <laughs> um, uh, membrane HUFA is linked with insulin sensitivity. So a reduction in these essential fatty acids. So remember HUFA, highly unsaturated fatty acids within the muscle membranes could impair insulin sensitivity. So that could be the reason why the post-marathon, um, you know, those membranes were pretty much destroyed. And so you could be become insulin insensitive with that in mind um, but you know keto a a adapted athletes are better protected against this damage so actually being keto adapted means that you have better protection with that uh, membrane around yeah, around your muscles which is the highly unsaturated fatty acids and it potentially you know that's a lot of energy and so when you burn oxygen your body creates reactive oxygen species uh, which damages HUFA or the highly unsaturated fatty acids. Now, this is getting a little bit complicated, but basically what happens is that uh, when you're using oxygen, you're creating reactive oxid oxygen species or ROS, which damages that fatty acid membrane around your muscles. But the ketogenic diet is shown to have an increased amount of of the highly unsaturated fatty acids to start with. So you're actually better off being in a ketogenic state with regards to inflammation and you know body breakdown uh, because you have an increased amount of that membrane to start with, which is really interesting. And consuming enough omega-3 in the diet maintains optimum tissue, tissue levels of that highly unsaturated fatty acid membrane around your muscles. So um, you know, for me, I don't understand exactly what the hoofa or the highly unsaturated fatty acids uh, and why that's important to your muscles and i really wish i could have dr stephen finney on this podcast to explain that um, but i think we should just go with what he is saying on these different types of topics um, and so when you have less generation of reactive oxygen species so that ros that we were talking about before you have better preservation of your um, membranes so that's sort of like the overview of it but when you have high ketone levels, this means less uh, mitochondrial ROS production. So when you have less of that reactive oxygen species production and you have an increased amount of fatty acid membrane around your muscle, the ketogenic diet seems like a bit of a no-brainer, right? Um, and it increases your antioxidant defenses. So it, it really makes no sense to be eating carbohydrates post-exercise because you're going to interfere with all of this and interfere with all of your recovery. Um, you know, something that's really important about the ketogenic diet is you actually have less metabolic stress and you have an improved fuel flow, uh, which means healthier membranes, it means faster recovery from exercise, it means less inflammation, less immunosuppression, less gastrointestinal distress, and less insulin resistance. So all of that is, is really, really important. Um, so making sure that you are eating enough fat and enough protein post-exercise, avoiding those carbs post-exercise can really help you recover and maintain your keto adaptation without trying to uh, bump your insulin and your glucose and point the glucose in the wrong spots and damage the you know fatty acid membrane that's around your muscles. In 
<laughs> it's it's it is complicated. This topic is complicated. Recovery is topic is complicated. But figuring out what works best for you is something that is really important. But I do think that uh, if you are trying to be a low carbohydrate or a ketogenic athlete, then avoiding the carbs post exercise is probably one of the most important ones, and it's probably something that you haven't done before. Everyone may have done cold therapy or foam rolling, and it's one of those things that you know your foam roller sits in the living room and you look at it and you're supposed to be doing foam rolling and you're like well i didn't really do it today i'll do it tomorrow because i've got to go to bed or i've got to get up early whatever it is so <laughs> you know using a combination of all of these things is really important but um, maintaining a good adequate whole food diet and around the ketogenic diet is also really important as well. So I hope this mini episode of the podcast was interesting. Um, I hope I was able to sort of deconstruct the misconception around carbohydrates post-exercise on the ketogenic diet. Um, and if you have any questions, please let me know. Please try and get in contact with me over on Instagram or Facebook or or uh, through the website, fatforweightloss.com.au. Um, you know, all of these topics are really important and they're they're still being discovered and that's the best thing about being in this space and uh, utilizing the ketogenic diet in exercise science is that um, it's still all a little bit unknown so uh, if you do have any more information as well that you can add to this podcast uh, please let me know because next week I'm going to be moving on to uh, a few different topics I'm not really sure what yet but I love doing these mini episodes because it gives me a good chance to sit down and research and uh, you know try and study the 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 reasons why certain particular aspects of the ketogenic diet apply well to exercise um, because you know i'm quite passionate about that anyway you don't <laughs> want to hear too much about that so again thank you so much for listening i really really appreciate your time if you have any questions please let me know and i will be talking to you next week Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.